Welcome to the Self-Care Tarot Podcast with me, Kat Crawford. A podcast that uses tarot to delve a little deeper into self-exploration, enhance your journaling and aid with spiritual development. Hello, welcome back my dears. I hope you have all had a lovely week and are back ready for another dose of tarot guidance to set you on the right path for a brand new week ahead and in perfect sync with what we are focusing on in this episode. I have been doing a lot of work on the free resources section of the Self-Care Emporium. So not only updating the design and the branding, but also making some navigation changes and adding new resources here and there because I did like a, a grimoire... Um, readers survey and I had loads of amazing feedback on that that I can now take action on and that's exactly what I've been doing so I've been doing that and if you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about because that's a possibility um the grimoire is basically my password protected section on the selfcareemporium.com which is my free resources section it's called the grimoire because it's like a grimoire filled with lots of good spiritual witchy stuff and it's a place to teach yourself about everything from tarot to witchcraft to crystals to working with the moon and all of that good stuff. So it is predominantly aimed at beginners for the time being because I wanted to kind of start from the bottom and work my way up. So it is mainly for beginners at the moment but I do have plans to bridge the gap between beginner and intermediate spiritual teachings so that's also something to watch out for but if you do want access to the grimoire you can easily find a link to um, sign up on the homepage of the selfcareemporium.com so go and check it out if that is something that tickles your fancy and yeah I've also been doing a lot of work on a workshop that I want to start running in the next few months hopefully (laughs) we will see which will help to introduce people to tarot journaling and also hone their tarot journaling skills a little bit more to help deepen their own readings and reading for themselves and also get more out of journaling because that's always a good thing to do and I'm constantly just chipping away at that at the moment because I want it to be as useful as physically possible for all of my students so that they can leave with very practical information so yeah, I have been doing my workshop. I've never done workshops before, so this has been a, a new thing for me. And if you want to be notified when I release the workshop and you want kind of first dibs on your places for the workshop, you have to make sure that you are signed up to the Tarot um, podcast mailing list, which is linked in the show notes. Ah, oh, so much stuff, so much going on. I feel like I didn't breathe through that entire intro. But we're not here to talk about me and all the stuff that I have been doing. We're here to talk about tarot journaling. So let's get stuck into this week's episode, which looks at the fiery Three of Wands card and how it can help us to take hold of what we want and take action to make it happen without fear or anxiety. So let's get going. 
So the Three of Wands, I intuitively felt like the Three of Wands would be a really nice follow-up to our last episode, which was all about using the Strength card to find your unique inner power. And because the Three of Wands is about really feeling and channeling that power, um, I thought it would be a really nice follow-up to that episode. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode to this, which is the Strength Card episode, then feel free to go back and listen to that. But you don't have to. It's not compulsory. It's just a nice little addition that you can add to your podcast listening time. But I always say to my tarot clients, whenever I get the Three of Wands card in a reading, either in my readings or their readings, that it's a threshold card. So it's standing on the precipice of greatness, but it needs that one final step in order to get things going and get things in motion. So at this point in the wands, if we're kind of following the journey of the wand suit, at this point you have been through the two of wands, which is making that decision and choosing which path to take action on you've been through that and you kind of embrace the decision that you have made and you're kind of like, this is it, I'm going forwards. Now with the three of wands, we're really deciding how we want to take that first step. So we are trying to kind of motivate ourselves and and get ourselves to finally take action against the decisions that we have made. So a way that I really enjoy describing the three of wands is a bit like if you are standing at the start line of a race and you're waiting for that pistol to go off only in this case the pistol boom boom that you (laughs) boom 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 at the beginning of the race that pistol is you taking that first bit of action that first step so you have to be the one who sets things in motion. You have to be the catalyst for action and for change. So often the three of wands symbolises our big scary goals. So those big dreams that we really, really want, that we feel called to pursue, but that we haven't yet taken action against. And it also contains all those little fears and limits and those kind of niggling little thoughts and things that we have um kind of going on in the subconscious and sometimes in the conscious as well things that we put on ourselves to keep ourselves from jumping into the unknown and possibly putting ourselves at risk whether that's physical financial career or mental when the three of wands pops up in your reading it's this big like flashing neon sign saying like just do it just ignore all those little voices, all those niggling little feelings and just go straight ahead. Just do it. Put all of your energy and focus into it. Take action and just follow wherever it's going to lead to. So I have titled this episode, Stepping Into Your Dreams Without Trepidation. And trepidation is basically anxiety and fear and that kind of block, that inability to really make yourself move forward or make a move at all. So when it comes to manifesting your big, like amazing, big juicy goals, it can often 
be hard to take that first step towards them for a multitude of reasons. So there's usually never just like one simple reason of why you can't push yourself forward towards that goal. Usually it's like a big tangle of complex reasons why you are struggling to motivate yourself. Which is always weird because you would think that if you wanted something that amazing and huge and like life-changing, you'd be eager to get going and try and make it to where you want to be. But a lot of the time we just get frozen in this spot and unable to make ourselves do what we need to do in order to get to that place. So it won't be that much of a surprise because I think I've talked about this multiple times on the podcast but the biggest and the most common reason for this frozen in place space that you're in is simply fear of the unknown and that's something that the three of wands card especially the rider weight card really drills home because on the Rider Waite card, we have the man stood on like a cliff face and he is looking out at this barren desert and there's nothing in this desert apart from, I think there's like a weird rib cage of some sort of animal, I'm assuming a cow, some sort of large mammal in the desert, maybe a camel, who knows, but it's this large rib cage no meat on the bones, just bones. And then in the very far distance, there's these rolling blue lush hills, but it's way in the distance. And to be able to get to them, we have to cross that desert. So it is this standing on this threshold and deciding, do I want to step foot in this desert? Do I want to tackle all of these things that are going to be coming my way? Like, is this a risk that I'm willing to take? Because you don't know what's in the desert. There could be those, like, big, massive, chumpy sandworm things from that film Dune. And you, you don't know. They could pop up from nowhere. They could eat you. And then that's it. Not to mention, like, sudden sandstorms. And you might run out of water before you get where you want to go. Or you have no money. And then you have to, like, make your way back. And there's all these things that your brain starts digging up all these reasons why you shouldn't take that step forward so you don't know for certain that all those dangers will actually be there or get you before you reach your goal but it's enough believing that they might get you to keep you stationary to keep you where you are and I think it's important when you're stood on this threshold area to remember that you will always be in a place of procrastination when it comes to leaping into the unknown so it doesn't matter how confident you are as a person it doesn't matter um what the unknown is or what risk you are going to be taking or what goal you're kind of working towards any position that you are in where you have to dive into something that is completely foreign to you will always give you that pause for thought so you will always try and convince yourself that the risk isn't worth the reward or, um, you know, that it, the goal that you're trying to get to is just, it's just too much work and you don't have it in you or whatever it may be. So you always try and convince yourself that it's just not worth it. But this is a protection mechanism to keep you safe from all those potential dangers 
that could be waiting for you along the way towards that big goal. So even though it feels like your brain doesn't want you to get that big goal, what it is is that your brain is just, your brain is very much centered in the present. So your brain is trying to keep you alive in the here and now. So you thinking about taking those huge risks and taking those kind of um, big steps towards that goal that is completely foreign to you, like you have no experience of dealing with this at all, your brain will bring up feelings to stop you from moving into danger. And that is usually what is happening in the three of wands. So we are usually having to battle against our brains trying to keep us safe and trying to keep us in our comfort zones and keep us in a space that we know really well or that we are you know very experienced in in order to stop us from moving into a space where we may be in danger whatever danger that might be it might not be physical danger it might be some other danger but it will be a space where we do not feel 100% secure. Hello my dears, I just want to quickly jump into this episode just to remind you that if you do want a tarot reading one-on-one with me, I offer two different types of tarot readings so you can have a video call with me where we talk for an hour, we do a 10 card reading and we just basically go over everything that the cards are telling you or the guidance that they're giving and also working out a plan of action for you after the reading as well. Or if you want that but you're not keen on those video calls, you're not a big Zoomer, then you can get an email reading which is a little bit cheaper but still packed full of all the goodness of a one-on-one reading. Plus, if you are looking to do self-care tarot for yourself, you want to read like me, you want to read like we do on the podcast, then you can head over to the digital shop on the selfcareemporium.com. There will be a link in the show notes and you can grab your self-care tarot workbook. And that is a really detailed workbook that will help you start to read the tarot in a very self-care, self-developmental way. And it is just £11.11p because 11.11, it's meant to be. And yeah, so if you want to check that out again, the links will be in the show notes. And that is it for all my promotion. And we're going to get back to the episode. So let's go. So now that we are a little bit more familiar of what is going on in the Three of Wands and what kind of energies we are dealing with, Now we have to address the fact that it is up to us to do something, (laughs) which is always a hard thing to grasp and accept because it would be so much easier in life if people just did things for us. Like if you could set a goal and someone would just like get you to that goal (laughs) without all the struggle and the pain and heartache and all of that that would be perfect. But alas, we do not live in that world and we need to take action and we have to get ourselves to take action. So how can we start to take that first step and how can the three of wands help us do that? So the best weapon against being frozen in place is to work on your self-belief. So the three of wands is what can help us do that because it encourages us not to just think 
about how far we've come and how capable we are, but also to take action against those things and start to work to build that self-belief. So it's not just about convincing yourself that you are capable. It is also about physically doing things in your material world, creating habits and routines and whatever they may be in order to reaffirm the things that you've thought. So when we're talking about self-belief, a lot of the time, if it's internal, if it's like trying to change mindsets, you would be working more with swords energy. So you'd be working more with air energy, but we are working with the ones, which is a fiery energy. So it's a lot more external. It's a lot more um, actionable about taking action and really channeling that power from the inside, which is why I said this is such a great card to follow up the strength uh, card that we did in the last episode because we've built up that fire internally and now with the three of wands we're really grabbing hold of it and bringing it out into our external world and that is what's going to help us really reaffirm that self-belief and basically give that self-belief some tangible evidence of why it's true and then that will help to really cement that mindset. So a lot of the fear that we tend to feel comes from not believing we are capable of achieving what we set out. So that the goal in front of us that we've set for ourselves is just way too big to comprehend and there's no way you'll ever achieve it in it is just self-doubt and limiting beliefs bubbling up to the surface and again to keep you safe from harm and which in most cases harm is from like embarrassment or disappointment like it's not physical harm in most cases I mean it might be if one of your goals is to like jump out of a plane without a parachute then physical harm may be something to look out for but for the most part if you have set yourself a goal it is usually just the fear of embarrassment or disappointment or or failure of not getting what you really, really want. And to be honest, a lot of the time as well is it's based in ego. Like your ego doesn't want you to take the risk because it will look bad to other people. So that's just something to be very aware of. Um, Just thinking about what that fear is, what that self-doubt and limiting belief is and where it kind of stems from. So one way I like to try and combat this is to spend some time reminding myself of how far I've come and how I've got to be, where I am and where I find myself presently in the current moment. So obviously I've put together a journal prompt later that will help you do this, but basically I work to restore my faith in my abilities and even write affirmations around why I believe I am capable of even bigger and better things. So that's the taking action part. Like I could just sit there and just be like telling myself these things but because I put pen to paper, because I take a physical action to cement that, it just helps to root that deeper down into the subconscious which then starts to become more natural. It starts to become a very natural way of thinking and of being and of of doing things. So you have to be your own cheerleader 
but you can also ask others to be your cheerleader. So say to your best friend, do you think I can do X, Y, Z? And why do you think I can do it? Ask your family members, literally ask for verbal confirmation of your skills and abilities. Because a lot of the time we are ready to listen to others more than we are ready to listen to ourselves. So you could be your biggest cheerleader, but it may be that consciously you're telling yourself that you can do it, but subconsciously you don't believe it. And so we have to try and create ways that we can really feel that in the subconscious and not just in the conscious. So something you can do if you listen to the previous episode, which is the strength card episode, is that you can use all the answers that you came up with um, in the journaling we did for the strength card. Um, again, if you haven't listened to it, you can go back and listen to that, or you could just check out the show notes because all the prompts are in there. Um, but yeah, you can go and use those kind of strength card journaling prompts to really help you flesh out the journal prompts that we're going to be working today and just kind of get a better feel of what areas you want to be focusing on. So another way I like to think of it is that it's a bit like you're a wind-up toy (laughs) that needs to be wound up before it can like zoom forwards. So you just have to find that thing that kind of gets that engine revving and it could be a workout, it could be journaling, hiking, meditation, reading a self-development book, whatever makes you feel powerful or whatever makes you feel that kind of fiery motivation just do that. So for me, I know if I read a really good kind of business book, I'm reading one at the moment called Everything is Figure Outable by someone that I can't remember who it is. But yeah, it's called Everything is Figure Outable and it was recommended to me and I'm really enjoying it. And every single time I get to the end of a chapter, there's like journal prompts in the book. And I just feel like so much more inspired and motivated to make changes that I need to make or um, do kind of like mindset work or just do something that is going to incite change or make something better. And so self-development books are one of my favourite ways to kind of embrace that three of, of ones. If I need a bit of support, if I need a bit of inspiration, then I will pick up a a book and use the book as my kind of taking action, because reading is taking action. If you pick up a book and read, that's taking action. But know some people, if they're feeling like a writer's block or they feel like a creative block, they go for a run. And that is their way of taking that three of ones action, because they're going for a run to clear their head so that they can then move forwards. So any action that really gets you wanting to move forwards in whatever way that is for you, whatever that means to you, do that thing. So as a lot of you will know, I practice witchcraft. So I often work with the element of fire when I need to motivate myself and find my confidence and do all of that. And one of the ways that I do that is by doing burning spells to get rid of limiting beliefs and negative thoughts. Or I meditate with a crystal that has a correspondence with fire, like carnelian or amber or sunstone is a really good one for me. Um, Red jasper, tiger's eye, one of my favourite crystals ever. I love tiger's eye so much. But it's 
a way for me to use crystals that really give off that confident energy and really helps me to convince myself to take that first step. It kind of gives me that little push that I need. So there's some of my favourite ways to really incite the Three of Wands, to really take action on that Three of Wands energy, to move forwards towards my dreams and my goals um, and kind of ease the anxiety and fear that we were talking about before. However, there are a few things that I kind of want to touch on with the Three of Wands. I'm going to say warnings, but I don't know whether warnings is a good word, but I'm going to use it because I don't know what the word to use. So as well as bringing us some of that fiery confidence to step over the threshold, the Three of Wands also holds a few warnings. I'm going to use air quotes for warnings, which can also help us to prepare for what's to come. So holding on to what was is a really big one. So basically clinging for dear life to your comfort zone and what you already know. And often people that want a career change, for example, will be faced with this because they want to stay in a position of power. And that power is knowledge, the knowledge that they have in the position that they're currently in, because they know how to do the job, they're they're already doing it. So why would they want to and again, air quotes, go backwards, back to that novice stage and back to a position where they're completely new and they are clueless as to what's going on and they have to learn everything from scratch. So first of all, being a novice is nothing to be ashamed of and it is certainly not something to fear. So being a novice means you are open to all possibilities. You're ready and willing to learn, take on new exciting challenges. You're ready to change. You're ready to completely shift your energy in a completely different direction. So if you ever really need to return to that novice stage, so if you are, for example, looking at a career change or you're looking to go back to school and study something new or you're looking to take on a new hobby or whatever that might be, it's not starting again it is just moving on to the next stage of being so a lot of the time we kind of see becoming a novice as going backwards but a lot of the time when you think about it say if you had graduated with one like a degree in one subject and then you went back to university to find a new degree you wanted to study something else it's not like you've completely lost all the knowledge that you have learned in the previous degree you're just adding to that knowledge you're adding to your sense of self you're adding to what you already know so you're never going to go backwards you it's impossible to do that you cannot go backwards you cannot turn back time so you are never going to be the same person as you were as you was as you were <laughs> as you was right at the very beginning so going backwards doesn't exist. So another thing that the three of wands encourages us to do is to accept that failure is a risk and be prepared to work through it should it come to you. Being afraid of failure is the number one thing that stops progress. Even the failure itself will give you the progress you would never have gotten if you had done nothing at all. So failure is never something to be avoided because our moments of greatest growth tend to come from mistakes and 
failures, again, a lot of air quotes, failures, we learn the most when we're not acing everything that we're doing, when we're not experts at things. Because if you think about it, if you're an expert at something, there's nowhere else to go. You, How can you progress from being an, an expert level? But if you fail at something, there is so much potential ahead of you to succeed in many different ways. And finally, before we move on to the journal prompts, depending on the other cards that you get in your reading alongside the Three of Wands, this card may be asking you to make 100% sure you want to do what you're about to do. So this usually applies when you're doing something because it it's expected of you or you think that it's expected of you and it's not actually aligned with what you want or who you are, what your values are. And the three of ones can be a really good place to just press pause and get really clear on what it is that you want, what it is you feel called to, what it is you feel most aligned with, and really spend some time listening to that instinct, that pull, that kind of natural pull that you have and seeing if everything feels like it fits correctly and if something doesn't quite feel right, if you're not 100% convinced that your intentions of why you are trying to achieve this goal or why you're trying to achieve this dream, if those intentions aren't really coming from you, if they're coming from an external source or they're coming from a different place, maybe they're coming from a place of fear within you, then having the three of wands there kind of gives you permission to just stop and evaluate everything and just make sure before you do take that next step, before you take that next leap, that you are 100% comfortable with what you are going to be putting yourself through. Okie dokie, so it is time to get your journal on. And if you have your journal with you, grab it now. Now is your time. If you do not and you want to do this later, all the journal prompts will be in the show notes. And if you are not already and you want to sign up for the mailing list, every week after I release the week's episodes, I send out a big email that has the journal prompts in there as well. So you can get it straight to your inbox if that is something you want. The link will be in the show notes below. So let's get our journals. And this week we're going to be focusing on finalising our decisions and finding that confidence we need to make like Queen Elsa and go into the unknown. <laughs> and I say this because I have a four-year-old niece who is obsessed with Frozen and we have sang it many times in the car and it's just in my head continuously. So moving on to the journal prompts. <laughs> Nothing about Frozen in these journal prompts. So prompt one, first of all, get really clear about why you want your goal. So it can help to write down the goal at the top of the page so that you've got it there that you can kind of keep an eye on it as you go and you can kind of refer back to it and stuff. So underneath your goal, if you want to write that at the top of the page, write down why you want to achieve this thing. So think about how it will benefit you, what will it offer you, how will it improve your life or help you to grow or whatever it is. So don't forget to also bring emotion into it. So we're not just listing off surface level reasons. 
We want to really feel those reasons right to our core. We want to be able to feel like our intention for reaching that goal is like rooted deep, deep down in us. So if it was a case of, um, say you wanted to do a complete career change and you were thinking, well, why do I want to do a complete career change? And you're like, well, I could earn more money. And it's like, okay, great. Well, then what will that do? What will having more money do? Well, I could travel more. Okay, well, why do you want to travel more? And really keep going like we have done in previous journal prompts. Just keep going until you get to that core intention of why you want to achieve this goal. And prompt two. So next, it is time to find that self-belief. So write down all the things that you have already achieved to get to this point. So sometimes it can also help to set out like a timeline. So writing all the little goals and big goals you've achieved over like a certain period of time. So for example, if I was talking about my business, I might start with finding a wholesaler in like 2018 or 2019, whenever it was, for my shop products. So tick, that is a thing that I have achieved. Then it might be setting up my website. Tick. That is another goal that I have achieved. So something else that can be really helpful when doing this is listing the skills or abilities you had to show in order to achieve that thing. So if I go back to starting my website, for example, the skills and abilities that I needed in order to do that I had to know exactly what I needed from a hosting provider. I needed SEO knowledge. I needed some HTML and CSS knowledge so I could customise my website template, how I kind of wanted it and how my customers would need to use the website. So I needed knowledge of price points and profit margins and on and on and on and on and on and on. And you are basically needing to give yourself the credit you deserve. So in this prompt two, I feel like I've made this more complicated than it needs to be. So prompt two, we are basically trying to find that self-belief. So we are identifying the things we have already achieved to get to where you are right now. And also identifying the skills and knowledge and abilities you needed to show that helped you also to get to where you are. So you're really building up kind of like a CV in a weird way, like a spiritual CV, all of your skills, all your achievements that you have had in order to get to this point, because that will then help power you and give you that self-belief and that confidence you need in order to see how you could possibly achieve that massive big goal that you've got way, way down the line. And prompt three. So now we reach kind of like the fiery apex of the three of ones the action plan. I do love an action plan. And I want you to plan out the next, I would say, three months of your big crazy goal that you have and make tiny weekly goals that get you to that bigger monthly goal. And then set monthly goals that take you closer and closer to that massive end goal. So I've said it before on this podcast, but I love a spreadsheet I do love a spreadsheet. I love a formula. So I tend to plan out all of my goals in a spreadsheet and I go crazy with like colour coding and all of that. I'm such a geek when it comes to spreadsheets. 
But when you first start with this exercise, those small, tiny goals that you set, those like weekly or even daily if you wanted, always seem completely pointless. You're just like, well, why would this be even be a goal? Surely this is just a given. But if you set it as a goal, they are in service of the bigger goals. So you'll soon start to realise just how important those little baby steps are in order to get you to those big pivotal key points in your journey. So something I like to do when I'm talking about this is kind of visualise puzzle pieces. So puzzle pieces are teeny tiny, especially if you have like a 50,000 piece puzzle or whatever they are these days. That's like, that's quite a lot. 5,000 piece puzzle? Is that a big puzzle? I don't know. I'm not a very good puzzler. But puzzle pieces are tiny. But when you put them all together, they form to make something bigger and way more impressive. So you never see the part that each of those pieces have to play until it is finished. So your big crazy end goal is the complete puzzle. Your smaller goals are your puzzle pieces. So in this prompt, decide what those puzzle pieces need to be and when you need to have them in place by. So you're really narrowing down your weekly goals, looking at those little weekly goals, seeing what monthly goal they will help you achieve and then looking at those monthly goals that you have set and seeing how those monthly goals help you get to that bigger end goal. (sighs) I hope that makes sense. (laughs) If it doesn't please tell me you can just email me and I'll clear it up but yeah. So by the end of these journal prompts I really want you to not only feel sure about the goal that you've chosen to pursue but also your ability to pursue it. I want you to have the beginnings of an action plan and be ready to put that first foot forward towards the finish line. So we really want you to be ready to cross that threshold that we see in the three of ones, to really take that step and get going on that journey that you've already basically decided you want to go on. Now we're just taking action against that. So that's it for another episode. Don't forget to sign up to the Self-Care Tarot podcast mailing list to get regular weekly updates straight to your inbox so you'll get all the prompts and more information about the episode and all of that stuff. And again, there's a link in the show notes if you want to join our little community. And yeah, if you would like to head on over to your podcast platform, leave me a review, leave me a rating, that would be fantastic. The more you guys leave reviews and ratings, the more attention and people will see the podcast. So that's always super helpful for me as a podcast creator. And yeah, that is it. I hope you all have a lovely week and I will speak to you in next week's episode. So bye bye, guys. Mm